Hey everyone, and welcome to the Yes I Can podcast, where our mission is to inspire and empower you to transform your life and transform the world by being fully, unapologetically, authentically you. I'm your host, Paul Can, and every week we are going to share amazing stories, strategies, and coaching to help you break through your limiting beliefs and supercharge your greatest superpower, the power of you. Your best life awaits. Let's go. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Yes, I Can podcast. Welcome to episode 36, the final episode of the Yes, I Can podcast. Um, It's been a pretty amazing journey. It's been, well, two years ago since I actually started my podcast at a very, very similar time frame uh, when I first debuted my podcast. And, um, really set out to create this this platform that can really showcase the power of being fully unapologetically authentically you and um it was very monumental for me at that moment because the idea of starting a podcast for me actually started three years before that so five years ago when i first had an inkling that i wanted to create a podcast but didn't know what kind of podcast i wanted to create and the time wasn't ripe yet and it's one of those things where sometimes there needs time between a seed and its growth. And there's a lot of growing that needs to be done in between. And that's exactly what needed to happen because it was a journey that I myself needed to go on before I could step behind the microphone and press record to record some of my thoughts and um, some of my experiences and some of my stories, but it really needed to start with me discovering myself. And even when I just started the podcast, um, I'm, I'm very grateful for this journey because it's allowed me to discover my voice and discover the power of authenticity alongside of my listeners, alongside of my guests, while providing a platform for others to showcase their stories and wisdom as well. So I'm I'm very grateful that I had the opportunity to share my story and share myself and share the stories of others in this way for the past two years. And you're probably wondering, well, well, why are you shutting down the podcast? And and why is this your last episode? Well, it's one of those things where when we start something. A lot of times we feel like, and I, and I know for me, I'm just going to speak for myself. Um, I used to feel like I have to keep going. I have to keep going forever, you know, until I somehow am not able to anymore because I had this perception around what it meant to succeed and what it meant to fail. And failure for me at one point meant when I start something, I have to finish it because up until um, I'd say the past several years or a few years, um, I had a pretty bad track record of starting things and not finishing them. So I really took the, took it to heart for me to challenge myself as well as being extra hard on myself to start and finish things. But in that journey, I've also gotten to get to know myself and realize that not all things are to be considered equal. and Sometimes there is a start and then there is sometimes also a season where it's no longer aligned anymore. And it's 
kind of been one of those things where I've been thinking for a while, where does my podcast fit in the totality of my brand, as well as where I'm going with my business, where exactly does this fit in? And I've been struggling to kind of figure out where its place was because my my brand and what I was up to was very much based off of authenticity when I first started this podcast, which was two years ago. And I've really evolved the work that I do and the type of people that I serve and my clients and, and in my coaching and consulting business. It's really evolved from just being about helping people discover the power of their own authenticity to evolving that to other facets as well. And so I haven't really during that time been able to figure out where exactly it fit in, but you know, I still decided that this was still a great platform for me to share my thoughts because I didn't really do a lot of solo episodes in call it the first uh, year, year and a half that I was, um, uh, that I was hosting this podcast. I had done a majority of interviews with other experts, but not really any episodes, just recording my own thoughts and going deeper into my story or to explore a certain facet of uh, an opinion that I have or a topic that I found fascinating. And I really thought that, hey, maybe this could be a great opportunity for that. But recently, um, it's kind of one of those things where <laughs> if if you don't follow your gut, the universe is somehow going to fall going to create some sort of way for you to have to face it, even if you've been avoiding it. And that's kind of exactly what happened for me because um, one of the platforms I had been carrying my podcast decided to part ways with my podcast. And I think that was an opportunity for me to also really reconsider at that time, um, what do I want to do from here? Um, Where exactly do I want to take this? And do I want to keep continuing forward. And the answer to that, although it was a very difficult one, because I definitely get attached to things. I don't know about you, but when I put blood, sweat, and tears into something, I want to, I want it to continue, especially building something from scratch. It's it's something special and, and meaningful as well. And um, it was really hard for me to let go of, but there was just just this deep inner knowing that um it, it wasn't aligned anymore. And uh it was it was time to close this chapter and um to start another new chapter elsewhere. So, um that was really the the beginning of uh of the end when I when I decided that. So, with that said, um I thought it was very fitting that I would close this chapter almost at exactly 2 years from when I first started it um before going in into December here. And in my last episode, I have really been trying to rack my brain on what would I even want to talk about? What would be meaningful for me in the very last episode for now? I'm not going to say forever, of course, but uh, for the foreseeable future for now. What would I want to say? What would I want to spend this time sharing with you? And I think um, what would be the most meaningful for me is to share 10 of the top lessons that I've learned in the past two years from my podcast. And I hope that um, not only can it be hopefully inspiring and empowering for you, uh, but also that it can also encourage you to either continue doing what you're doing or or also 
build something on your own where you can showcase your voice, whatever that gets to look like. Um, and it's also an opportunity for me to celebrate as well, because um, I'm not good at that first and foremost in terms of celebrating myself. And um, I really do uh, get to also honor and acknowledge the journey that I've been on because this has really been huge for me um, up until now, because this podcast was created right when I came out, well, shortly after I came out as a transgender man. And this podcast has been such a beautiful space for me to learn how to share myself, learn how to use my voice. And I'm very grateful for this platform because it's given me this opportunity to to grow and also be able to meet so many incredible, amazing people um, and also be able to share that with so many people that get to tune in um, to my podcast. And I'm, I'm very, very grateful for all of you out in the audience. And so without further ado, I'd love to share my top 10 lessons for my podcast. And so lesson number one is sharing your voice takes a lot of courage. It's incredibly vulnerable to open up the doors to your innermost thoughts, your innermost feelings, to your inner world and to share that with the outside world. And so whatever it is that you are creating, where you are sharing your voice, whether it's on, it doesn't matter what platform, it could be a public platform, it can be a more private platform, it can even be with the people around you. I want you to know that it takes a lot of courage and I want to acknowledge you for that. And never forget that piece. Because I think often we just think it's it's nothing, you know, in terms of putting ourselves out there, like, it's fine, I'm just talking about myself, or, you know, we, we shut ourselves down sometimes, because we don't want to be too much, or we don't want to just make it all about us. But it actually takes a lot of courage to talk about ourselves. Because when we start sharing ourselves, it also gives other people permission to do so as well. So that is definitely my first lesson that I got to learn. And, and I also want to acknowledge myself that I have over and over and over found the courage to step back behind the microphone and share my story and share myself. And even though at times it may have seemed like it was very easy or maybe possibly even effortless, it took so much amping up behind the scenes, like sometimes hours on end where I would just sit behind the microphone and amp myself up and, and will myself to do it before I finally press record. So um, I definitely get to acknowledge myself as well in this journey for being willing to challenge myself over and over to really push my limits, to go out there and share myself even though sometimes it was difficult, and even though sometimes I didn't really feel like it, but just doing it anyways. And so lesson number two is that speaking is a powerful way to connect with others. And a lot of times we have these incredible, beautiful, amazing thoughts, but we keep them to ourselves. And it is it is our obligation to be able to share ourselves with the world because number one, what comes up within us is unique, is unique to us and no one else can deliver it the way that we do. No one else can be able to 
phrase it or be able to bring the words together the way that we do. And maybe no one else can also present the idea or be able to share it with others the way that we do. There is someone out there, and I truly believe this, there's someone out there who is waiting for for you and only you to impact their lives. And there's no one else but you that can do it. And I think that speaking is such an incredible way to not only allow ourselves to be seen, but really bring down the wall for others to see themselves as well. And so when we share a voice, we're giving permission and we're giving space for other people to also share theirs. So it's, it's, we, we think that it can be selfish sometimes, but it really isn't. It's actually something that is very selfless. I think it's something that is very generous to be able to share ourselves and share our thoughts and share our voice because sometimes we are giving voice to people that don't know how to express it. Sometimes we are giving a voice to people that may not feel like they have a voice and it's incredibly powerful to be able to hear ourselves through someone else sometimes when we don't have the words to express it from from within us. So that's my second lesson. My third lesson is fall down nine times and get back up 10. I stopped and started so many times in this podcast. Throughout the entire journey, there was an incredible amount of ups and downs. There would be times when I would post week after week, and then I would stop for a while. There'd be times when I post, but at different times all throughout the week. And I was actually on a bit of a hiatus for months at one at one point. And up until July of this year, I had only put out around 12 episodes. So it took about a year and a half for me to put out 12 episodes. But from July until now, which is November, I put out one episode every single week, every single Wednesday. And since then, of course, this is now episode 36. So I put out about 14 episodes in a third of that original, uh, in the third of the time frame that it took me to put out 12. And so where you start does not dictate where you finish. And it's not about having to do it perfect and having to get it right all the time. It's about falling down nine times and getting up one more time than you fall down. And finding the courage and giving yourself the grace that it's okay. It's okay to mess it up. It's okay to not do it right or do it perfect. It's okay to kind of fall off the track sometimes. And it's really important that we give ourselves grace to get back up and to try again and to not let our past or our previous behaviors and patterns dictate what is possible for us in the future. And that is something that I've had to learn in this process because uh, up until now, especially when I was growing up as a kid, I always was reminded of all the times that I wouldn't finish, all the times that I tried and it didn't work out. And it really haunted me. It really stopped me from continuing to take risk and getting up and trying again. And I kind of stopped in terms of things that I feel like in hindsight, I may have gone back to try again because there was so much shame associated from not doing it right or failing the first time. So my lesson in this journey is that 
it's okay to fall and to have backslides. It's all a part of the journey. And it's all about getting back up again and reinventing yourself and trying again and putting one foot forward again that will dictate where you end up. Because it's not about the falls, it's about the stepping back up. So lesson number four, Um, I had a misconception that content creators and writers only write or only speak when they are inspired. And that's completely not true. I thought that, well, inspired is going to be the best content, but no, done is actually the best. And there's going to be a lot of times where you're really not going to feel like it. And I'd say most of the time, you don't really feel like it. I, I'd say in, in my journey, there was a lot of times I really did not feel like getting behind the mic. I really didn't feel like recording an episode. And it wasn't about whether or not I felt like it or not, because I thought that 100% had to look like my, uh, my top tiered 100% all of the time. But that's not true. Because 100% looks different every single day. And some days we feel like we're on fire and we're just rocking it. And that can be 100%. And there are some days where we're just, we just roll out of bed and the best we can do is brush our teeth and comb our hair. And that's 100%. And that was the best advice that was given to me by one of uh, my, my mentors and my first leadership coach. And I respect her so much because it really changed the way that I thought about what it meant to show up every single day. And what I realized is that even when I don't feel like it, it's about showing up anyways. It's about being committed and doing it even though it's not perfect, because that's actually the most important part is showing up in the first place. And it's sending a message that even though I don't feel like it, even if this isn't my perfect day today, it is good enough. It is just as enough as it is on my best days because me being here is me taking a stand that no matter where I'm at, no matter what circumstances happening around me, it doesn't get to dictate the results that I get to create and how I get to show up in my life. So that brings me to lesson number five, which is that there is an incredible power to sticking with it. And there is an incredible power to also knowing when to let it go. I'm really proud of myself for sticking with this podcast for the past two years. Um, Like I had shared before, I have a really bad track record of starting things and not finishing. I was really bad at this as a kid growing up, just being really inspired and being on fire to start. I'm a really good starter, but not not a great finisher. And I very easily get deflated, especially when I start falling off track. I get into this story of what's the point anyways. I've already stopped doing it for so long. No one's going to care. It doesn't matter. And I really had to challenge myself to break that pattern for this podcast because like I had shared, there was so many times where I fell off track and I was kind of on like this hiatus and I, and I stopped sharing my podcast and I also stopped releasing episodes, but I didn't let that stop me. And I continue to re-enroll myself and, and encourage myself to just get back into it. Even though I might look bad, um, even though I felt like people might be saying, well, you know, his podcast is incredibly inconsistent and yada, yada, yada. But I kept telling myself, it doesn't matter what other people are thinking. It doesn't even matter what the situation is or what the reality is or, you know, whether or not this would make a difference or not. But I get to do this for me. I get to stick with it 
because this is important to me. Sharing my voice and really being a stand with this platform around authenticity, it matters. And so I get to stick with it. I get to stick with it until it doesn't serve me anymore. And that brings me to that second part of, of this lesson, which was that there also is an incredible power in knowing when to let it go. Also, growing up as well, I was taught, especially at, at dinner, um, that I needed to finish all my food and my plate, all my food and my bowl, not to leave a single grain of rice. And I, we were told the story, and I think for those of you that have uh, grown up in a Chinese household, can probably relate to this, where whatever rice you have left over, um, I was told, and it's kind of like one of those like old folks tales or you know fables and stuff to kind of scare kids, is that um, you're going to have really bad skin. I was told you're going to have really bad skin if you don't finish all the rice in your bowl. So even if you're full, even if you don't feel like it, you got to finish your food. And so I had this mentality around food where even when I was so full, even though I didn't even enjoy the food anymore, even though it was probably not sitting well with my stomach, I would still eat it anyways because I had paid for the food or spent money on the food or spent the effort to cook the food and I didn't want to waste the food. Until I met my wife. My wife is the complete opposite of me where I would notice that she would be eating and then she'd be full or maybe she wouldn't quite enjoy the meal. Um, maybe it didn't really sit well with her and she just stopped. She like wouldn't, wouldn't have a bite more of it. She, she had no problems throwing it away. She had no problems stopping. Um, and, and that was fine for her. And she would ask me, why do you continue to eat even though it doesn't make you feel good anymore? Like you're forcing yourself at this point. And I would ask her the same question. Like, why, why do you waste food? <laughs> like so many, so many kids that are starving would love to have that food. So why don't you just eat it? Even though you don't like it, just eat it anyways. Well, and the thing that she said that, that really changed my whole perspective was that she said, well, why would I continue eating something that hurts me? If I'm going to hurt later, just to make me feel better now, like what, what purpose does that serve? Like, how is that serving me whatsoever? Like, I would rather stop right now. It doesn't serve me anymore than continue to force myself to do something that's going to hurt me later. And that really stuck with me and has really changed the way that I've approached my food so that now when I am full or I, you know, don't like the food or it really isn't sitting well with me, I just don't eat it. And it has been a, a big shift for me because up until now, I would want to keep doing something or eating something just because there was a sunk cost. And I know that um, I have also shared that I'm not a great uh, finisher, but there are also some things that in the past where I stuck in it for too long, like business ventures or uh, projects and uh, relationships. I stuck in it way too long because I thought there was a sunk cost. Like I already put so much time and effort and energy and money into it that I need to stay with it. But then I have learned in the past few years that it's okay to say that this doesn't serve you anymore and to walk away from it. And when we stick in something that isn't serving us anymore for too long, it ends up doing more damage in the long run than good. And so realizing that there is a time to start, there's a time to stick with it, and there's also a time to walk away. And all those things are okay. Which really brings me to my sixth lesson, which is that it's okay for things to not work out. It's okay to let go of things that don't serve us anymore and not continue to do it out of obligation. 
and fear or this perceived shame of failure and looking bad. That was something that I um, also, it's just kind of funny, right? Because I, um, even though I wouldn't finish things in the past, I held a lot of shame about it. So I wouldn't keep going almost because I had a lot of shame that around stopping in the first place or not succeeding in the first place. So it would stop me from continuing to keep going. But also there was times when I would be in say a business venture or I would be in a relationship and I would also feel like there was a sense of shame of letting that go because I couldn't make it work out because it would mean that I'm a failure because I couldn't make it work. And so my lesson here in lesson number six is that it's okay for things to not work out. It Just because something failed doesn't mean we're a failure. Just because something didn't work out doesn't take away from our worth and doesn't take away from our enoughness. It doesn't take away from our value. It doesn't take away from our capability. It doesn't take away from uh, from us at all. It is a result. It is information. It is feedback. There was something that didn't work about that, but it doesn't mean that we don't work. It doesn't mean that we are less capable. And it's really important to distinguish between that and allow it to, to be okay, to be okay to walk away from things as well as being okay for things to just not work out. So lesson number seven, my podcast has been um, I'm very grateful for this platform because it's allowed me to practice telling my story, allow me to practice sharing myself, allow me to practice showing up, especially in a really critical time in my life. Because um, up until I started my podcast for over 11 years, I had hid from the world that I was a transgender man. And of course, the people around me that um, were closest to me knew the people that, um, knew me from before knew, but I had so much shame around it that I never actually shared my story with the world up until a few years ago, actually right before I started my podcast. And this podcast was really an opportunity for me to learn how to share myself, how learn how to tell my story. And through the practice of that, I was able to build confidence and courage, but I realized that confidence and courage doesn't come from just willing it to happen or thinking thinking it into existence or waiting it waiting for it to come to us confidence and courage comes from taking the leap of faith jumping off that cliff and meeting it meeting it midair that's where confidence and courage meets you when you are in committed action when you're taking that one step at a time and meets you while you are in motion. It doesn't meet you while you are standing still. So that was really powerful for me that um, through, through, through this podcast and sharing my story over and over and over. And I will say that every single time I share my story, it's still, there's this like gripping feeling in my heart of like <gasps> hesitation. Like what, what is the person going to say on the other side? Like, are they going to be accepting? Are they going to scream at my face? Are they going to spit in my face? Are they going to uh, be completely shell-shocked? Are they going to just reject me outright? Like, there is definitely all the thoughts that are still there. The fear doesn't necessarily go away, go away but it, it does get easier. It does get easier every single time. And that can only come with practice. It can only come with 
doing it over and over and over again. And that's where confidence and courage will start becoming stronger and stronger. And the fear will become smaller and smaller, just quieter and quieter. Which brings me to lesson number eight, which is that speaking, using our voice and sharing is the antidote to shame. Like Brene Brown, shame, uh, like Brene Brown shared, um, shame grows in dark and hidden places. And by speaking them into the world, by sharing them, I realize that it loosens its grip on you. A lot of times when we have secrets, the worst thing about secrets is that they're hidden. They're hidden in the dark. And over time, secrets turn into shame. There's shame around these secrets. That's why they call it skeletons in the closet. Like it just ferments in there and it grows bigger and bigger and deeper and deeper. It's kind of like mold. It just gets worse and worse. And it starts holding a power onto us. And we start feeling this fear of, oh my God, nobody could ever knew ever know because if they did know, they would reject me. They would ostracize me. I uh, will, people will never look at me the same again. I'll never be accepted, et cetera, et cetera. And we start getting into our own heads about what would happen. And it starts taking control over us. When in reality, it only has control over us because we let it. And I realized the best, the best weapon against shame is to bring it into the light, to bring it into the light. And when we share our story and we use our voice, we take away its power on us. We take away its power on us. It loosens its grip. It doesn't hold that same power over us anymore because there's nothing to hide. And it's so incredibly liberating. It's so incredibly liberating to not feel like there is anything to hide, that there is nothing to be afraid of, that who you are in your full integrity is out there. And the first step to other people accepting you is you accepting yourself first. And so that is definitely something that I got to learn. And as I also interviewed other experts who also had their own closet of inauthenticity at one point, something that they were afraid to share with the world, it was the same sentiment. That as soon as they shared it with other people, as soon as they spoke it to others, and it might be people closest to you at first, and then maybe it's a more public platform later, but regardless, the more we speak about it, the less shameful we feel. We let go of that shame. Shame loosens its grip on us. And so lesson number nine, for anyone that is a creator, so creator as in business creator, content creator, you might be um, an art creator, et cetera, et cetera. What I realized is no one pays as much attention to what you're doing, but you. Which means that if you want to make a change, just do it. If you want to take a different direction in your business, just do it. You do not need permission and you're not letting anyone down. When I was doing this podcast, there were so many times where I wanted to take it in a different direction. At first, I interviewed a lot of people um, and then I interviewed a certain type of people and then I wanted to pivot. Uh, but I was like, oh man, you know, people are already you know, experiencing my podcast in this way where they're experiencing a certain type of guest. I don't feel like I can go this way or there's certain people I've already interviewed, but it's just the interview doesn't really serve me anymore. And my, I, I kept holding on to it. So I didn't know what to do with, do with it. So I'd just be in this like analysis paralysis until my wife was in conversation with me one time. She's like, well, what if you just 
what if you just changed it? What if you just started creating the content that really likes you up? What if you start just creating the content that is like really aligned for you and it's okay what you've created up until now, you can just either repurpose it or you can share with the person that interview with you that this is not, not aligned anymore and, um, you know, give them access to, to the clip and, and they can also utilize however they want. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. Like, I guess there can be another way. So here's the thing is that we don't need permission because I always thought that, Oh, I'm, you know, I, I also like in my business, I'm like, Oh, I've been known as this type of coach. And now I don't really want to coach in that area anymore. And I feel like I have to like make this huge announcement. I have to do all these things and I can't because I've already been going in this direction and people are expecting this of me. And it wasn't until I met one of my business coaches and she said, you know, on Friday, I was a life coach. And then on Monday, I was a business coach. And it was just like that. It just happened like that. And that was that. I just changed my website. No one even cared. <laughs> no one even knew. No one actually really cares. And what I mean by that is that the only person you need permission from is you. So if you want to go do that, if you feel like you want to change what you're doing and creating in a different direction, just go for it. Your heart and your intuition is an amazing compass. So follow it. Trust yourself. Wherever that your heart is leading you to go is exactly where you're supposed to be. And lastly, lesson number 10. You don't need an audience before you put yourself out there, before you say something, before you share your voice, before you share your story. Start with something small. Start with something short. It doesn't really matter, but just get started. Don't overthink it. But whatever you do, don't hide yourself. Because sharing your story, it makes it real. It validates its value. In the words of this philosopher comic, and she had this amazing TED Talk, um, Emily Levine, and she shared in her TED Talk, which was about um, how she made friends with reality. And what she said was that reality comes into being through interaction. That is the reason why storytelling is so powerful, because through the interaction, through sharing it with others, it becomes reality. It makes our human experience real. It makes your human experience real. It makes my human experience real. Collectively, it makes our experience real. It puts the stake in the sand that I was here and it freaking mattered. And so I'm incredibly grateful for all of the people who are a yes to share their story and time with me on the Yes I Can podcast, all the amazing experts that came on the show to share their story and be a part of what I'm creating here. I really believed in my mission and wanted to be a part of the conversation. I met so many incredible people on this journey, and I'm just so, so grateful for each and every single one of them, for each and every single one of you, for being a yes to being on this journey with me, to being a yes to being open and vulnerable and very graciously and generously sharing of yourself um, to to my audience um, and and for really generously sharing um, your learnings as well as your experiences. Um, it's just been some incredible, incredible people I've had the pleasure of meeting on here that have um, become friends for some of them. So I'm very, very grateful to, to all of the experts and every single person that I interviewed. I really want to also thank my incredible wife for all of her support. 
she has encouraged me even before day one to go after my dreams, to start this podcast. She was my editor, my social media manager, my graphic designer, my cheerleader, my everything at different points and junctions in this podcast. I saw a post from Michelle Obama shortly before I jumped on here to record this last podcast episode. And she shared how the reason, one of the reasons why her and Barack's marriage has been so strong is because they have never approached their marriage 50-50. It has never been 50-50. There's always been one person that has gone over and above, that has given more for the other person to succeed or for the other person to rise up and, and move ahead in that particular chapter. And it's not always the same person. And it's, you know, uh, maybe one person at one time and, and another person, in another chapter, another season. And that has been my, my wife. She has really given incredibly generously over her 50%. And, I, and I'm very proud of, of our marriage from the amount of growth that we have had between the both of us and, and what we've created together to really learn to work as a team where instead of it being tit for tat and it being 50-50 all the time, that there's been many times where we've come in as 100-100 or you know the other person came at 100 and the other person was, was only a 30 because that's what was possible at that time. Um, and, and rising together and being each other's cheerleaders. And I'm really, really grateful for my wife because she has really been my backbone and supported me on this journey um, and, and been my therapist as well for all the times when, you know, I was totally in my head and in my crap around not putting out content on time or, you know, um, being on a hiatus. And she really just supported me and continued to encourage me to keep going and to keep putting my, my, my voice out there, um, until I decide to do something different. So I really want to, to take this opportunity to, to really thank my wife for, um, helping me make this happen. And lastly, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for being my audience. I want to thank you for receiving me into your homes, your cars, your free time, wherever you have given me the honor of sharing my story and experiences with you. Thank you. This really would not have been possible without you, and this has been for you. It is an honor to, to share this time with you, and I really hope that whether it's one episode or multiple episodes, that I was able to humbly deliver the exact message that you needed at that time. And I hope that I was able to make a difference in helping you see the power of your authenticity and your story just a bit more. And as I step into my next chapter here, focusing on more live, physical, and virtual stages, I'm very, very grateful for this stage and the gifts that this podcast has given me. I've grown so much as a person. I've grown so much as a leader. I've grown so much as a, a business owner. I've grown so much just in general from this experience. And I've learned so, so much. And there are so many more lessons than you know just the 10 I shared on here, but those are definitely the most important ones. Um, and so I am very grateful for having this opportunity to share this with the world, to share a bit of my thoughts and my experiences with, uh, with the world on this platform. And 
if you want to continue to follow me on my journey, if you want to continue to connect with me, um, I definitely welcome it. You can find me on Instagram at yespaulcan, K-A-N. So yes, Paul, and then K-A-N on Instagram or my website as well, www.yesicancan.com. And you can continue to follow my journey there. And I would love to continue to um, stay connected with you. And so this is not a goodbye, but simply to see you later and to see you around. And so until next time, keep being fully, unapologetically, authentically you. We'll see you next time. The Yes I Can podcast is directed by Paul Can. Executive producers of the podcast are Paul Can, Chelsea Lynn, and Joyce Oss.